0: this is podcast ween this is podcast ween hot takes slinging in the dead of night this is podcast ween everybody make a scene trick or treat actually we'll just stay inside and record I had to change the cadence a little bit to yeah make the ending work
1: yeah and I had to like hold my you laughter. cringed
0: yeah you straight cringed <laughs> um,
1: I mean it was just funny like it was like I wasn't ready for that one there and, was actual or, effort on that one yeah because just in the way that you had to squeeze in the word podcast ween which <laughs>
0: it, look they're not all gonna be smooth like <laughs> again Look, in the words of Daniel Radcliffe as we at Al Yankovic, since I've been a child, I've had one dream, to take songs that other people have already written and change a few words to make them funny.
1: That is the perfect quote for you.
0: Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Welcome to the Disney Desk, everyone. I'm Carter.
1: And I'm Sydney.
0: And I'm just gonna cut out and say it, I friggin' love Halloween.
1: Yeah, I also friggin' love Halloween. It's my fave.
0: Yes, I think... That inadvertently became one of our big bonding things. We discovered after we'd been friends for a while, oh, both of us just really, really love Halloween.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, I, oh yeah, you were there. I once threw a Halloween party as my birthday party, and my birthday is in February.
0: (laughs) Yes, I remember that. I was, um, you were, were you You specifically I Dream of Genie. Yes, I was Spider-Man, but specifically sad, broke, fat Spider-Man from Into the Spider-Verse. I had sweatpants on.
1: Right. And it was, it's a great costume. I was, I was just a jean. I mean, like, I dream of Jeannie does wear pink, but like I was, I wasn't really going for her, but it was a cool costume. But yeah, we are Halloween people.
0: Yeah. uh, It's been my favorite holiday since I was a child. Uh, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I love candy. I love costumes. I specifically like celebratory holidays. I love the colors. I love fall. Again, my hot take is people only like summer because you got off from school. If we had a more, seasonal approach to breaks everyone would like fall more i've already bought 15 bags of those uh, candy corn pumpkins and i put them in my cereal what i have talked i talk a lot about my diet it isn't okay (laughs) so look (laughs) my breakfast is my breakfast every day unless i make eggs (laughs) is plain cheerios some blueberries and almonds and sometimes to add a little flavor and like spice it up i put marshmallow pumpkins
1: that is the most like will ferrell's elf thing i have ever heard of
0: i have been i'm not gonna say i haven't been compared to buddy the elf once or twice (laughs) and we can leave it at that but yes um That's why I think we were really excited to get the podcast restarted when we did, because we were rolling right into October, which means
1: themed episodes. Spooky season. Spooky podcast, yes. This is our jam.
0: um, Which is great for Disney, because Disney kind of owns, I think more than any other period, it owns Christmas through Halloween. Yeah. Because Christmas and November, or Thanksgiving, are kind of like, oh, the family holidays, put on the family entertainment.
1: Yeah, they're kind of synonymous.
0: Yeah, even if it has nothing to do with the holidays, a Disney movie right. can be put on. And right. Halloween is great because Disney has one particular mark- merchandising branding silo that they have polished to a diamond shine, and right. that is the Disney villains.
1: There you go. Yeah, the Disney villains are everybody's like I guess guilty pleasure, you could call it for for Disney. Everybody loves the villains. I
0: yeah, I don't even know if it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah,
1: well, it's really not.
0: By the time we get to like Scar or even like by the time we get to Hades, they're like so established right. as their own thing. I think everyone's just right. like, Oh, this we is like one this of, Yeah, this is one of the things you come to a Disney movie for. You come right, for exactly. the like princess song, you come for the wacky animal sidekick, you come right. for a villain.
1: Right, yeah, those end up being the most iconic parts.
0: Um and I think it's a testament to the last few disney movies have kind of weaned off the traditional like villain bad guy Yeah. the last one that would be really quote-unquote traditional in like the renaissance sense would be mother gothel from
1: yeah tangled probably i would agree yeah
0: and then the villains would either be twist villains or like mini bosses like tamatoa
1: right or Or, like it's yeah it's hero versus nature really for
0: hero versus nature for moana
1: right Um,
0: or even like Encanto doesn't have a traditional villain uh Raya is a little bit of everything
1: yeah I guess Encanto doesn't really have well I I suppose the like grandmother is supposed to be the villain but yeah we can't ever really call her that
0: yeah like she's not evil at all yeah they don't fit the traditional Disney villain mold of no like I guess that's a good way to start the conversation. Like, what makes a Disney villain in your mind?
1: Um, a Disney villain in my mind is someone who, like, from their introduction in the film, sets out to defeat, destroy, disrupt whoever is established as the hero and spends the entire film doing that.
0: You know what? Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it because I think the difference between someone like Boyla and Maleficent is... Maleficent, Cruella... The evil stepmother, there's not a single moment in this story where they pretend to be anything other than a bad person. No. Like, they <laughs> relish the fact that they're evil. They relish the fact that they want power. Right. Like, the most any of, like, the Renaissance era, which is where the pris- I feel like the princess branding and the villain branding really took shape. Um, like, Ursula claims, like, oh, she was kicked out of the palace and Scar's like, oh, it's not fair that the royal bloodline skipped me. That's the closest thing we have to like, you know. Oh, you yeah. should feel bad for me because dot dot dot.
1: Yeah, I'm an outcast of some sort. Yeah.
0: Yes, and I do appreciate, even though they've weaned off the traditional villain, they've kept the branding intact. They're still all the right. merch. They still have like Halloween be this time, where like a lot of the villains show up at the Disney parks. Absolutely. Um, I had went down a weird memory hole while I was working on this episode. Do you remember? Th- so it was like Disney. Or Mickey Mouse Club or something. The idea was it was like Disney or Mickey Mouse was hosting like a the House of Mouse. Yes, House of Mouse. That's what it is because so it was like it was like a, was cool like a cool Disney
1: nightclub. Yes, I used to love the House of Mouse, and they had one of the most iconic villain specials. Yes, the it was idea was all like villains. they take over,
0: and Mickey is like dressed up as a vampire. I literally like had a Doctor Strange s shoot through orbit, remembering that where I'm like. <laughs> right.
1: nah that is um, definitely on disney plus it's that i i've been looking everywhere for one,
0: it i don't know how to find it
1: i thought it was on disney plus or maybe i think just regular house of mouse is on disney plus that's what i'm thinking of maybe that's but where i would find we it. we in the future need to talk about house of mouse like who oh, thought absolutely. of like let's take all of our characters and put them in a literal like jazz club like what do we do <laughs> not with just this? hanging
0: out specifically like a cool like mickey mouse is supposed to be this cool like kate like tiny... type like
1: hey yeah He's
0: a host. this club. Yeah,
1: like yeah, a Sinatra-esque Right, yeah.
0: Yeah, and like the old big band. Like, they own a bar, and they're like...
1: It's a variety show, yeah. Yeah,
0: and they come on stage and do their hits. Um, and this right. year, the, their newest addition is... I discovered there's a Simpsons thing. The idea is mm. the villains are trying to recruit uh, Lisa into joining the villain squad. Which I'm like, well, all right.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, I guess if you um, need to...
0: Yeah, but we thought it would be an awesome way to kick off Halloween season um, for uh, podcast-ween, as I've unfortunately now committed to calling it. Um, we're going to go through yes. sort of a couple different categories and give our best Disney villains. Uh, Sydney, you broke down the categories, so I right. think it's best so, to explain them.
1: For today's discussion about Disney villains, we have narrowed this down to five major categories. First of all, this talk is going to be, Car- Carter and I have selected... Some of our favorite Disney villains, but specifically we wanted to categorize them so that this conversation is not just us derailing into madness, which we very easily could. Um, and I will anyway. And we will anyway. i inevitable. But, you know, we try to mitigate. So, our categories are as follows: the first one is the who we think the most evil villain is. Two is, which villain has the best design or aesthetic. We have best song which Disney villain has our favorite I want to do evil stuff song. Four is an interesting one it's which villain was the most successful in their evil plan, which one of them got the farthest with, with with what their evil goal was to begin with. And finally we have a wild card round where we just where that's probably where we will
0: just just unravel into madness. That'll be just naming names
1: right exactly we're not afraid to name names here
0: oh no no i am uh they call me call out <laughs> cancel culture carter for a reason
1: right these villains know who they are okay
0: yeah <laughs> all right so let's get the ball rolling
1: okay so number one most evil villain carter what is your selection by the way we have not shared we've been like right. preparing this information and we yes. have not shared with each other so yeah, I thought, i'm excited we thought to that'd hear.
0: be more fun Uh, I quietly made a couple extras in case we accidentally picked the same ones. But I'm going to start with... This was a tough one, but I think I nailed it. So, like, so many of the Disney villains, they want, like, power, power. They want to rule a kingdom or rule the world or get infinite power. Um, But the evil stepmother from Cinderella has no interest in that. She tries to wet off her daughters, yes, but that just almost feels secondary to constantly ruining cinderella's life
1: yeah this woman
0: gets like infinite power from keeping her non-biological daughter down like her first appearance is sitting in bed her eyes practically glowing as she chastises cinderella for not doing more chores and then she just makes up chores for cinderella to do this idea that she gets so much raw power just from controlling someone makes her infinitely scary.
1: Yeah, it's, like, she really does give off the impression of, like, oh, this woman, like, is the first thing that wakes that she has on her brain when she wakes up in the morning is, like, how am I going to ruin my stepdaughter's life?
0: Yes. And at the end of the day, that's all she, like, her, as long as she has mastery over this estate that she, I guess we're assuming inherits from her f- husband. Right. Like, she doesn't want more. She's, like, she gets power this through is cruelty. It. Yeah. I can at yeah. least respect ambition. This isn't ambition. This is just cruelty.
1: Right. And to like focus all of all of your evil evil ambition, if that's what you want to call it, into just like one singular individual. Yeah, that is special.
0: Yes. All right. Sydney, who do you got?
1: This one may surprise you actually actually I think all my answers will surprise you. This one surprised uh, me when I realized I wanted to pick this person. Um for me, I was really i i take this i pick this character based off of my like my personal reaction to like what it is they ended up doing mm-hmm. and i feel like i took personal offense to this person and and it, it like i feel like i was left heartbroken by their actions and stuff like that. i don't know why this just particularly affected me but i picked hans from frozen <gasps> Like, oh! What the heck, dude! Like, oh. what is with that guy? Oh! Yeah. Yeah. I ran away from. I didn't want to blow up the mic. Do a do a laugh, yeah, Hans. Oh man. From Frozen, what the bleep? We like. I know we curse on the show all the time, but like, oh my yeah. god! Like,
0: I, I I had to make a note on the Pinocchio episode where I'm like, I'm really sorry.
1: We gotta. Yeah, that one. This is this is, was just this a is another one where, but like. Dude, and I'm not even... I'm not I'm not a crazy Frozen fan, but, like... I,
0: I really thought we were going to neglect Frozen on this one just because I'm like, well, neither of us are the hugest Frozen people. We respect it more than we like it.
1: Right, I uh, have a bunch of respect for Frozen, but I'm not necessarily a fan of it, but, like, this is a villain that really, like, stuck with me of, like, yo, okay, mm-hmm. from... Like, I was... I genuinely wasn't expecting it to be him. I mean... You see a couple movies, you can kind of figure out in the first act who the bad guy is, but this really did seem like um, a hero versus nature or whatever, or a hero versus sister or whatever it could be. But like mm-hmm. for for a character, I guess it's because we we have so much sympathy for Anna as a character, mm-hmm. and we resonate with her and her earnestness, if that's earnesty, I don't know, throughout the film. That like for her fiance that you that they sang a whole song together right. like this dude sang a song with her in the beginning and then just was like soik i, I yeah. think this is the most evil person
0: yes i well one i do think the when he the minute he says if only there was someone who loved you and his whole like i'll explain why i'm evil speech <gasps> that is genuinely a top disney moment oh my cause god because you're just like holy are you crap, kidding this me? guy like he's literally like right you were so desperate and conveniently yeah. your daughter deci- or your sister decides to go rogue so i'm like oh perfect my line to the throne is even easier than i was originally planning on right
1: and um, then he chooses to like roast her i think that's what dad's insult yeah, to injury is the speech when he it, was, you like have you have to like look look kick so her in the right ribs now. as
0: she's literally freezing to death right um yeah um honestly i will say like i haven't been a fan of sort of the more twist villains they've gone with but hans really is great because he He's evil because he breaks the rules as we know them, like, right? Because in so many ways, Frozen was like this attempt to get back to traditional Disney. That entangled, like their marketing was very DreamWorksy, but the films themselves were very traditionalist right. and like arc. And even though the whole movie is dunking on like Disney tropes, you're like, well, obviously Hans is gonna end up with Anna, and Kristoff right. will end up with Elsa. That'll be the twist because Elsa is happily will be ever like, after. Yeah, because you know Kristoff's into ice or something two weddings right. toys and,
1: and the only like there's no the way anyone's is, a lesbian here
0: right absolutely fucking not sorry right <laughs> um but also like yeah and then i'm like the only weakness with this movie i'm like man this uh weaselton guy is a real lame villain like really it right. in on that one and then you're like oh ooh, i think that's a great choice um thank i thank you I was thinking about putting Hans in a secret other category, but I'll save that for the wild card discussion now.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, Best design. You have- Yes.
1: I, this is one that I feel like you and I may have the exact same answer, Mm -hmm. but I went with Dr. Facilier.
0: Ooh, he was on my short list.
1: Yeah, he's, and I mean, I could say that I enjoy the design and aesthetic of Princess and the Frog in general, Mm -hmm. But Dr. Vassilier and his song, actually, I almost, well, well we'll talk about, you know, songs later. Mm-hmm. But his whole sequence, his introductory sequence, him in this, like, this sentient, like, shadow that follows him around like an evil Peter Pan. <laughs> right. It's just, it's so, I'll never get over how Disney can take sort of inanimate objects and bring them to life and make them sing and dance. Like, and that's right, his right. whole sequence is of his, like his tarot cards and his voodoo and his like he has his like voodoo dolls like they're like singing it's like genuinely scary in a lot of ways um but like absolutely breathtaking i i love his color palette and being in his world with his as, as evil and dangerous as it is is like really amazing and i love the sequence where he like where he's reading from the cards, like, the cards are, are like, yes. animating, like, as, as he's, like, telling them about, like, their fortune. <laughs> that is such a cool sequence, and so that's why I, I went with him for best aesthetic.
0: Yeah, the coolest thing a movie can do is make magic look cool, and this movie does yeah. that, where you have this, like, Sorcerer's Apprentice X sequence where he's bringing things to life and, like, summoning aid. Um, yes, I hard agree with this decision. Uh, color palette, great i also like how like he looks so tired and like he
1: does like
0: especially because he's so like gangly
1: yeah and
0: i like that because it's like one he's very tired from running this hustle for years and right.
1: two
0: it's like the idea is he's made a pact with these demons or like the underworld basically the villain of princess and the frog is satan
1: um, yeah like, the real villain. um
0: and i like that right. it's like oh it's clearly yeah, he's a henchman all of his life yeah
1: yeah and he's like truly doing the best he can for this boss i also there's this little moment in the film where he takes his hat off and he has like long hair under there and you're just like it's such a cool detail of like oh yeah like like there's so much storytelling in in just that of like yeah this really is sort of like an unkempt like gentleman
0: yeah this guy (laughs) is flying by the seat of his pants like yeah he's a con man who's running out of time
1: like yes. he looks
0: like he's he looks like he's at his back against the wall for too long. Um, right. Princess and the Frog is a movie we've been meaning to talk about for a while and really break down. Um, and, and we I intend really, to. Yes, I cannot wait. Um, so I had a lot of tough choices for this one. I'm going to go with Hades. Um, I think when Disney thinks outside the box for its designs, I think that's when you create stuff really cool. Um, they mm-hmm. brought in the artist who did a lot of the animation for Pink Floyd's The Wall to do a lot of the concept art. They mm-hmm. brought him in to just, as, like, the visual, like, hey, here's the pitch book. Let's see if we can get anyone interested in it. Um, and I, so all of the designs in the movie are so great. They're so different than everything we'd seen from Disney Dome at that point. Like, the right. angles are so much sharper. It's, like, the lines, the line work is so cool because the lines are often illuminated or a different color than black. Right. Um, it's such a fun design for Hades because, you know, traditionally in Western media, Hades is very, like, it's the Wonder Woman problem where he's just a big CGI muscle boy. And it's like, that's boring. And it's also not very accurate to Hades from the mythology who's more of just, like, a very, yeah, he's a very boring bureaucrat who got stuck with the worst job out of his three brothers. Right, Um, yeah. And this leans it, and this turns him into this sort of, like, skeevy Hollywood lawyer, where he's like, hey, hey, let's make a deal. Hey,
1: what do I I look like here? Yeah.
0: The reaction gif of him looking around after he says, I've never been, (laughs) I haven't been this choked up since I had that masala. And then he just Uh looks around Uh left and right. Yes. Top ten gif. Top ten get my, like, bundle. Um, I love that they choose blue instead of the more traditional red for fire, because it just gives them, like, it just adds to the coldness of the underworld. I love how the underworld is just oppressively gray. Like, it's cartoonishly Mm -hmm. one color. Say for the giant pit to hell, like the Tartarus pit that's green.
1: Like, the blue-green...
0: Grey is really cool. I love how he contrasts everything on Olympus where like all the other gods are these vibrant, like pastel colors or golden hued colors. Like it looks like mm-hmm. it's always golden hour. And yes. Hades is just this sad, melancholy blue. And they just get so much mileage out of the fact that he's a literal candle that he can literally right. set himself on fire at any given time. Another great reaction right. gif. When he finds <laughs> out that um Yes, um Hercules is still alive yes that or when pain and panic are like uh panic has her shoes and he's like i have a month to get rid of this guy and you're wearing his merchandise (laughs) um yeah and they're like Uh, drinking his soda yeah yeah you just hear the like mcdonald's cup the straw (sighs) and then a volcano explodes in the background and everyone looks up and then just goes back to their business yeah um I, I i'm glad that we our generation has really pushed hercules to be like no this is a top tier disney movie this that's is good really movie. good yeah like <laughs> especially in the i wish they would make the cartoon canon because i like the idea that hercules and hades have interacted before that's the only weakness with hades as a villain where you're like mm. oh these guys haven't met until the final fight
1: Not really. what is, no.
0: is herc's anger about this
1: right um
0: <laughs> Right, Um, on to best song.
1: Best song, I'll let you start this one.
0: All right, so I will say when we talk about the wild card, you kind of scooped me on one of your picks, so I'm gonna throw the ultimate wild card at you. This is my, like, this is my curveball.
1: Uh-oh.
0: So so for the most part, we tried to keep it to Disney, like the traditional Disney canon, but I figured Pixar, like animation was in play. So I decided to go with a Pixar character. I went with Ernesto de la Cruz and the song Remember Me. So here's my justification for this. It's a great
1: song. One, it's just a great
0: song. Yeah, it's an emotionally resonant song.
1: And it's not even a villain song. It's just his, like, radio hit.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I like... Coco is, like, a genuinely great musical because it understands that you can use one song throughout the whole thing to tell different stories. Mm. And... If we're talking about a villain using a song, what better example do we have of that? Of Ernesto being talented but not that good and his sidekick being, like, the genius behind the operation. Exactly. So, of course, the villain murders his partner and steals his song and claims that as his own. It's right. not even his villain song. It's a song right. he stole. And I'm like, exactly. oh, that makes it a villain song. Right. A... And I was like, oh... I literally had a brain blast thinking about that as I was doing my list, and I'm like, "Oh, oh my, my god. god, that's brilliant!" Um,
1: I love all of the Ernesto de Le- or just all the music that they sing in that song. Yes, it's so good.
0: All of Ernesto de like, Cruises. That's why I was almost bummed he turned out to be a villain because I'm just like, "Man, this guy's right. really cool."
1: Man, I'm kind of a fan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I stand a I stand an Arrest- Ernesto. Right. <laughs> um, he also has the best Disney villain death when a bell just crushes him.
1: It's yeah. so shocking in the afterlife. It is, yeah.
0: <laughs> Where you're like, whoa, um, right? Yes. Also, have you seen Ernesto's He's like the new villain they've added this year for like the sort of villain events. I don't know if you've I seen have. the costume.
1: I've seen it the costume, is yeah.
0: Truly, exter- like honestly, some of the best work the Imagineers have yeah. ever done.
1: They're they're really evolving. <laughs> no, it looks right. beautiful, but that's a really great pick.
0: Thank you, thank you. That's probably the best one I have. It's all downhill from here. after
1: you okay so actually i also would introduce my song as being a curveball you said
0: this is an obscure one
1: yeah i did let you know that this is an obscure song but but it's 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 not just my favorite like villain song but it is actually one of my favorite songs like from disney films in general this song is from pocahontas which I'd like to preface this by saying every white person in Pocahontas is a villain, but I digress. This is the song "Mine, Mine, Mine" by Governor oh, Ratcliffe.
0: You you have mentioned this. You've mentioned this that when we randomly this song. talked about Pocahontas.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, like in all the issues with Pocahontas. It's it, Pocahontas is mostly issues, but like I groove to this song. <laughs> mine, mine, mine. For those of you that don't know, this is Governor Ratcliffe. First of all, I like like a play on words. You know, I'm here for... <laughs> for oh, right, because like,
0: I didn't even realize that. I'm an idiot, because yeah, they're he's mining. Singing about,
1: yeah, they're literally mining, and it's supposed to be like a hearty, like, let's get to work, boys, song, but really he's singing about how, like, all well, you guys are screwed, everyone here works for me, I'm taking all this money, I'm yeah. going to be rich, I'm going to be the king yeah. of America.
0: Yes, I don't or even want to live here. I just want to, like, get all yeah. the gold so everyone want... likes me back home.
1: Right, exactly, yeah. Like, suck it, King James. Like, I don't <laughs> care. This is Virginia now. Um, but it's just like, a, I just love a good, like, I just love it's swingy, and it, like it's just a good song. And I also love, <laughs> I wrote here in my notes that this song highlights um, both sides of the same colonizer coin, because it does highlight what both he and uh, John Smith think they're going to be getting out of this journey Right. and he literally thinks it's gold John Smith is like oh adventure oh whatever else this is going to be a great yeah. journey for me let's, and have my a, let's have a
0: fun romp in the savage lands don't unpack Yay. my word choice there
1: right <laughs> <laughs> exactly and Governor Ratcliffe is just like gold 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 is my favorite and I just like I just love the song
0: Pocahontas... Well, one, I do like Radcliffe's design. He was one of my sleeper picks because he looks like someone who can't breathe through his nose anymore because of inbreeding. Like, years (laughs) of inbreeding have caused him to be exclusively a mouth breather. Right. But Pocahontas is weirdly similar to Sleeping Beauty where it was, like, a period in Disney where they put all their chips on the table, they spent more money than they've ever had to try and make this big prestige picture. And it has some of the most beautiful art design... It has some of the most interesting themes and ideas. It has bangers on the track. Right. You know, it's 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 Mario Kart. It's bananas on the track. Um, right. <laughs> it, but then it all falls like a lead balloon. Right. That is... Oh, we should do an episode talking about those two films because they're weirdly we need similar. It.
1: Except we one is
0: more racist than the other. A lot. Yeah. Yes. Um Alright. That is
1: my favorite song.
0: <laughs> this next one is my favorite category that you came up with. Most successful in their evil plan. Because mm. they all all Disney villains inevitably lose, but who got the closest to pulling this off?
1: Yeah. Should I should I start us kick us off? After you. I chose Scar from The Lion King. Ooh, interesting. Because his goal was the most simple. hmm And like it is kind of implied that he achieves it and gets to, like, live in it for the duration of Simba's life, right? If his goal is just for himself to be the king, we don't Mm. necessarily, like, see that. But But he does. But he does that, and then we watch Simba grow up. How many years do you think passed when he was, like, romping around in the forest with Timon and Pumbaa? Like, a couple years, right?
0: At least, like, ten, right? I don't know, what is a lion's lifespan? I guess that makes it more confusing.
1: I genuinely have no idea, but, but like, I was, like, yeah, this guy, like, accomplished it and got to, like, be, like, yeah, I'm the king for, like, kind of a while. <laughs> like, that's yes. all he wanted. There was nothing else after that, like, and that is evident in his, like, depletion of, of the resources of Pride Rock. Like, that was it. <laughs> and he got there and arrived, and that was it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. He does rule, like, I guess Jafar also, but he rules a lot less he gets it for like a day until right Lalaiden slides in and goes not so fast jafar right <laughs> which is still my favorite line reading um okay <laughs> i have one that directly counters your example
1: mm.
0: emperor's new groove yzma
1: yzma yes yzma that's so interesting
0: so she is like She is similar to a Scar position where she's, like, whispering behind the throne. She's tired of this David Spade-sounding mother effer. Right. (laughs) Like, spending like a crazy fool and just being all about himself. She takes over and basically enacts a policy of austerity. Where I say she's more successful than Scar is... My struggle with Scar is we never really know why... Other than jealousy, we don't know what he wants to be king for. He seems to only want to be king because he's jealous of his brother... Right. Whereas, like, by the time we see his rule, everything's gone to crap. Like, he seems yeah. to just kind of be faffing about, like, oh, i right. king, and it's great. Meanwhile, like, the lands have been overgrazed and overhunted, right. so everything's dying. Whereas Yizma, like, it wasn't going great, but her plan to just, <laughs> like, slash, like, all of the spending and make everything kind of, like, more authoritarian is a little more achieved.
1: That's Except true. Except she turns
0: into a... Is it worse to die or turn into a cat? Die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I guess cats are pretty pampered. And I have to imagine yeah. even in, even in ancient, uh, ancient South America, they still get pampered.
1: Right. And she was yeah, adorable. Yeah, you're probably right.
0: Yeah. So, weirdly similar like pics, but from different angles. Yeah, yeah. I was excited to get that one in there.
1: Right, yeah, that was, that's a good pick. Yeah, we did kind of pick, like, parallel ideas of someone just coming into power and and doing it and really... Actually having... getting to rule. Right, but, like, two different ends. I mean, like, yeah, you're right, I didn't think about that with Scar. that, like, yeah, like, why did he want to be in charge? Like, he didn't want to improve Pride Rock. He didn't think he could do a better job than his brother. He just wanted He doesn't want to seem out. to do
0: anything, because, like, people Not keep enough. coming in and being like, hey, bro, the Pride Lane's dying, we really need help here. And he's like, fuck off,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm, I'm doing a bit. I'm right. talking to a skull. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, okay. Are we, have we reached the final question? Yes, the wild
0: card round.
1: The wild card round. Okay. Go ahead. Take us off. All right.
0: So, in terms of like characters I really like talking about, this is one I've shoved down your throat for years. Ratigan, the Vincent Price Rat from Great Mouse Detective.
1: Oh. Goodness, this is a deep cut.
0: Yes. He is a little it's weirdly a deep cut, but at the same time, it's the start of the Disney Renaissance. It's just the one no one remembers. That in right. Rescuers Down Under, but I actually don't really like that movie. Um, I remember it
1: weirdly I remember more of Rescuers Down Under.
0: Well, that's the one that everyone's like, oh, it's an underrated class, and I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> You're thinking of Great Mass Detective. Um he is basically the Moriarty of uh Basil of Baker Street's Sherlock Holmes he is a rat who wants to pretend to be a mouse like he wants to be a part of high society but he knows he has this monstrous side his design is great he's just a big triangle he's got this <laughs> like slick nine-piece suit he has one of those like tipped cigars um mm. his voice is incredible because it's vincent price just at his butteriest
1: he's Ray? like
0: a bezel um his plan is simultaneously really dumb but really fun His plan is to steal a, like, toy maker, like, clock maker, have him make a fake queen, have the fake queen declare Radigan the new, like, regent, and then basically he gets to control England, or mouse England. Um, (laughs) He has a great song. It's very similar to Gaston, where it's just other people singing about how great he is. Um, Someone messes up a lyric, and he feeds him to a cat, so then the rest of the group is, like, louder and louder. Like, they just start singing louder. Um, oh my gosh and his final battle is great like uh basil who's again the sherlock holmes in the story tries to go into disguise into his hideout and radigan just gives off this jealous like ex boyfriend energy where he's just like oh this is so cute that you thought this would work oh look at this little mustache you put on and then he's (laughs) he has him watson and their like plucky kid sidekick all tied up and he's like i spent years trying to think of the perfect way to finally finish you off and I couldn't decide. So I just did all of them. And it's this elaborate <laughs> Ru Goldberg machine that will end with them getting shot with an arrow and hit with a mousetrap and crushed by a bowling ball. At the same time, a camera goes off to record his final moments. And then their final battle is in Big Ben. And Ratigan's like, so angry. Now he's literally just a rat. He's, like, running around. It gets surprisingly gory. Just mm-hmm. all around. One of my favorite villains in, honestly, anything. Like, if you're going to wow. make a live-action remake, I say... Great mouse detective would actually be a fun one to come back to just to get more oh, butts wow. eyes on it. Right. All right. What's your wild card?
1: This is, I like similarly to what you said, I've definitely shoved this down your throat before, but I'm going with Oogie Boogie from Nightmare yes. before Christmas. This is my, dude, we had to bring this one up. We had to like nightmare before Christmas. One of my favorite movies, just in general, all year round. I don't care. Mm. Um, Oogie Boogie, I have to appreciate it. My first of all, I love his design. He's a sack of mm. potatoes with bugs in it. I it's guess literally
0: <laughs> a sack of bugs that just have somehow gained sentience.
1: Bugs crawl out of his eyes. They crawl out of his mouth. And we spend. I mean, he has he's a character with like the least amount of screen time, but
0: it feels like again, it's another one where you're talked like talked
1: about the whole film. Yeah, right.
0: Uh, Jack Skellington jumps into his hideout. It's like, have these two ever met before?
1: No, right. What, what yeah, is his animosity? Like, right. And he's got <clears throat> the trick or treaters, which are like his henchmen that work for him. My favorite, just part of Oogie Boogie is that this is like, this is a town full of monsters. And like, he's they're, the they're a town. And, yeah, this is a town full of monsters. And these people fear him like death itself. Like, like they. They would rather die than, than interact with Oogie Boogie or mess with him in any way, like that. That that cracks me up. That like this guy is scary. to literal monsters. Like Two they with like monsters have their own heads. monster, right? And that is so hilarious to me. But he also just has a great dong which is just a Santa Claus diss track. I've said this yes, before. Yes, slam on like, Santa Claus You're for so three minutes. Fat. Look at yeah. you, you're ugly, you're old. Yeah. Like, this is the new song. kid in
0: town we're all supposed to be worshipping. What the hell is yeah,
1: this? This is Santa Claus, like this. Look at this yeah. dude. He's old. Like, what is this guy what? gonna do? Like he like that's just the like he did not need to go that hard on Santa on Santa Claus. And he Claus. just
0: wants it's just stop it, he's already dead. No, stop,
1: like please like Oogie Boogie has nothing to say about himself. Like he spends his screen time just he, like dunking on Santa Claus.
0: No inner life, just don't like Santa.
1: Nope. No, nope. we don't need yeah. to know what this
0: guy's into. He's into gambling, I guess, and purple, and a little yeah. pink.
1: And um, yeah, it's he's into gambling, and it's like somehow as cartoonish as the whole like as his bit is. It's like so, he he does kind of he is kind of scary. Like right. in the sequence, like they almost die a whole bunch in him just like playing with them like dolls, and it's such a cool sequence.
0: <laughs> What's wild is I considered him for every single one of these categories. Most evil. Mm. He wants to kill Santa Claus. That's his only motivation for the right. whole movie. Just wants to. Right. It's the same thing with Koala, where I'm like, yeah, you can't get past this person. Just wants to kill a bunch of dogs. That's their outer objective. Best design. Yeah. Again, he's a sack of potatoes. Best right. song, Santa Claus Dunk Fest 2023. Right. Most successful. <laughs> the only one I didn't work out is most successful in his evil plan because he gets exploded. He he gets like split open.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They pull a thread,
0: and you're like all right it's slightly less scary when you remember he's a sack of potatoes <laughs> awesome choice um are there any of the categories you want to go back to and add one of your like side picks
1: um that's so interesting because i i feel like i like i think i mentioned this earlier with dr facilier is like Oh, I would put. I would even put Scar in a, in a good song. Scar's mm-hmm. got a good song. Dr. Revacilia has a good song. I don't know. I, I stuck to the assignment pretty pretty strictly. Like, oh, but yeah. there are so many really good good villains. You know, something is particularly evil about Mother Gothel. I will say she yes does like strike a little bit of fear in me in general.
0: <laughs> well, I also like her because in terms of most successful her evil plan, she's a witch and she's get, been given the power of life, like the sun drop. Um, which gets even more super-powered if you watch a cartoon, and all she wants to use it for is to be young. Um,
1: right.
0: It, it just reminds me of How's Moving Castle, where there's a character called the Witch of the Waste who's, like, uh, a witch who's... um, And eventually, someone, like, drains her powers, and she turns into this wrinkly old thing, and it's like, yeah, this is what she actually looks like. She used to be the most powerful witch in the world, but she got so obsessed with her looks, she just started channeling all of her energy into looks, and she couldn't, like... Be an effective part of our like witch coven anymore. Mm. I do think well, I'll just say, um, my really quick um if you're wondering where I was going to include Hans, I was actually going to include him in Best villain song. Because again, when you think outside the box
1: oh, no. Love is an
0: open door is a villain song. He is manipulating this emotionally is. sad person into liking him.
1: This is a lie, yeah. I we don't have a character a category for like most like scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, when I think about ones that actually kind of scared me a lot as a kid, but, and still, do so, so I find unnerving? I would, honestly, my brain goes to Randall from Monsters, Inc. Oh, God. Oh, like, he just could, disappears. You what don't know Snake, where he is. What if
0: Snake and Chameleon have legs? Oh, wait, a chameleon already has <laughs> yeah.
1: legs. What yeah. If what if Chameleon can legs? eat you? Yeah, what, like, what, what was this serpent creature from the Bible? Let's let's bring it back oh cool that's randall but Um, yeah like yeah could you pick one that was like actually scary like
0: if i was gonna pick honestly the horned king from black cauldron who doesn't really count as a disney uh, villain because like the brand hadn't been established yet but, like, mm-hmm. he's this, like, gangly skeleton man with, like, a skull face and horns. He kind of looks like the Lich from Adventure Time. So I kind of associate that, like, oh, this is an actually frightening villain energy. Yeah. Um,
1: and then I just thought of another one that I thought was scary. Um, Claude Frollo from, yes. um, from Hunchback of Notre Dame. I, just a genuinely scary person.
0: I do think it's a testament to how many good options there are. It's like, oh... Yeah. most people would put Crod furlough at the top of any list or right. we well, didn't even bring up maleficent or
1: no, uh, yeah. ursula
0: um my other weird pick was the villain from big hero 6 is maybe the most successful disney villain ever his oh, whole wow. bit is he decides to become a villain because his like sort of tech bro friend talks him into building a wormhole like basically like a uh, teleporter and it creates a black hole that sucks his daughter in. So then he becomes a supervillain to try and rebuild this portal to get his daughter back. And he does that. Not how he wanted, like he gets arrested, but his daughter comes right. back at the end of the movie. And right. ultimately, his kill count only ends up being one, which by Disney mm-hmm. standards isn't really that bad.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Like, going to jail, well, he'll go to jail for life for murder, but, you know, still, he got his daughter back. He succeeded. Yeah. Um, That's true. And then my other most scary this one's gonna shock you judge doom from who framed roger rabbit
1: oh oh
0: and i know he's technically live action but he's a tune. that's the twist in the end of the movie right one of my favorite lines in any movie ever
1: he's a tune. (laughs) Um, i think that's a good pick
0: (laughs) yes um oh that's another category who has the worst disney death oh
1: my god clayton
0: Oh, yeah, that was my pick. I'm not even going to think of another one to be, like... I mean, Dr. Faciliate gets dragged to hell, but Clayton's is way more graphic.
1: Clayton's, like, oh my god. I didn't... I don't think I it really, like, sunk in with me as a kid. It wasn't until I started to get older and, like, really recognized what I was looking at. But, like, they really show this man oh, dying. Man being hung. Yeah.
0: Jeez. Yeah, that... I think it's got to be that one with a bullet. It It is...
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of... Uh, like who else? Anybody else? Any anybody at all? For,
0: I mean, we did talk stabbed.
1: about um, Ernesto de la Cruz and the and the belt. Gets crushed twice. by a belt
0: twice, right? And then, seemingly gets erased from death because everyone hates him now and they like forget him. Right. Um, a lot of falling deaths. Horn King gets yeah. like sucked into a cauldron. That's kind of scary. uh Hades gets dragged oh. into hell, but he's probably fine. Um, right. Yeah. gets stabbed. A lot of stabbings and fallings,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Um, other Gothel turns to dust. Hers is like visually pretty jarring because right. she would, like turns super old and then turns into a cloud of dust before she hits the ground.
1: Right. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. No, I think Clayton's takes the cake. It, it really sticks with you.
0: <laughs> right, because that's the other part of the Disney villain brand. They all have to have a cool death. Um, right. And I think, honestly, as we've been talking about this, the one thing I really, really begin to appreciate is how many people I could reasonably fit into every category. And I think Disney has always succeeded in creating a winning formula. And I th- I would argue the Disney villain formula is one of their strongest and most effective, where they have s- we have such a clear image, and they're so successful at executing that image every time, where these characters are weird and unique and different, but at the same time, they're all... They all fit together, but they get, they're right. all their own thing. Even more exactly. than the princesses, I would argue.
1: Yeah. No, I would agree. I, I think, yeah, they've applied that, like, princess canon formula to, like, being a villain. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it works, yeah. Like, this is that, like, um, synergy, I guess you could call it. Like, mm-hmm. that Disney is so amazing at, at somehow unifying all of these, like, characters that come from different universes.
0: Oh, yeah. What a way to start Halloween.
1: I know. Welcome to October, everybody. I this is such a fun episode. I'm so glad we did this. Oh yeah,
0: I, I really wanted to do <sighs> this one to kick off, and we I'm really we have already talked through what we want our lineup to be for the most part for a, a podcast yeah. ween, and frankly, I am really really excited for what we're cooking up. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun month of episodes.
1: It's going to be really fun, but maybe let's workshop the whole podcast-ween thing.
0: It's already in the ether. You can't stop. Can we?
1: if you you want to edit this episode,
0: you can edit it out.
1: Would you consider podcast spooktacular, please?
0: All right. Fine. We will retroactively, even though it will betray the original song, we will call this the podcast spooktacular.
1: Yes. Thank you. Okay. We can keep the song... It's all okay, but from here on out, let's go with podcast spooktacular.
0: And until we're ready to continue this marching parade of skellingtons and uh, potato sacks, I'm Carter.
1: <laughs> and I'm Sydney.
0: Have a magical day.
1: Have a spooky day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I reali- I wanted to say that as we're going in that I, I completely whiffed it. Thank you,
1: Sydney. <laughs> Goodbye,
0: everyone.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: We're done. The Disney Desk is written, produced, and edited by Sydney Nicole Barkley and Carter Glace. Please follow us on Twitter at DisneyDesk or send us an email at podcastdisneydesk at gmail.com. Want to support the magic? Use the link in the show's notes to make a donation to the Disney Desk podcast. We would greatly appreciate it.